win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the card leave in the pool. Eight holes months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. But out the bush, it is 15, lands clear. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me, pinky thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay puffed? Head state or closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy has to pull the whip. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office preview podcast, looking at the bumper meeting at the Gold Coast on Saturday. The biggest in in the game there is, we've got the X Factor back, Blanks. Yep, excited to have him back. You've hit record. I've hit record. <laughs> well, we've made it to week two, so that's exciting for me. Um, we'll see if we can get all the way through the carnival. But uh, no, it's, it's, it's a good time up here. But um, unfortunately, we're like you guys were a few uh, weeks back. We're on weather watch up here in, in uh, southeast Queensland at the moment. We finally got away from Ramwick and Sydney in the swamp and the rain's gone north. <laughs> that's it. Just uh, follows the carnival. Uh, all locked in for Magic Round next week. We've gone the grouse tickets. The best you can get. Have you? 75% of Suncorp is undercover, except for where we've gone. No, no, you want to be down with the punters. You want to be down there, open, exposed to the elements there at Suncorp. It'd be beautiful. Just to bring a poncho and there'll be no dramas at all. Melbourne v Penrith Saturday night, clearly a highlight. Can't wait for that. And haven't been to Suncorp before either, so pretty pumped to get up there and the Doom and 10,000 next week. Should be able to sneak out for that as well. So Daily W, you get to go to the best racetrack in Australia into the best uh, footy stadium in Australia. It's beautiful. What more could you want? Except I'll be surrounded by Queenslanders. That's about the only negative. <laughs> well, we'd probably think likewise about you. I'd imagine so. Now, you're on the ground. You can talk us through the expected weather. Rail true. If all this rain does come, what do you? how do you expect the track to play tomorrow? All right, soft seven at the moment. There's still more rain to come on Friday. Uh, the problem is the forecast for Saturday just worsened as the week went on, looking at possibly 10 to 20 mils there tomorrow. Hopefully the bulk of that comes after the the race meeting. But oh, I think, you know, punters can probably safely look at a heavy track at this stage and the pattern there at the Gold Coast to get away from the fence. But, uh, you know, they, they tend to spread out on these days where it's wet. So, you know, I don't read too much into, you know, you draw inside, you're, you're in, in all sorts of strife because they do just get off the fence a long way out. But I think probably not a big disadvantage to be racing wide, that's for sure. That's what you want to hear. The two-year-old race has come up a cracker. It definitely has. It was a bit of a puzzle early in the week working out which ones would uh, would head south to Gosford and which ones would come here. So London and Zoo Tiger stay in your neck of the woods. I think it's a cracker of a race. Obviously, Natuno for mine has been Queensland's best two-year-old to this point. Robusto shapes as a typical Chris Waller blossom in Queensland late season two-year-old based off the last start win in the trial. And I think there's a filly from the local front that will take a big giant step this time around off a really good debut prep in Stroll. You've obviously done the ratings on Nutuno Blanks. How's he shape up in comparison to previous years? He's good. Yeah, so what Nathan's saying is I I would have him on top and, and better than Robusto, even though Robusto's got that little form line there beating Williamsburg, who obviously turned out to be pretty smart himself. But... um. I don't know about that form, actually, as a, as a piece of form on its own. He absolutely towed Williamsburg, but there wasn't much to the, the figures overall. But Natuno's did have 
the clock behind him and won really, really well the other day. So I've got him sitting well clear, but so does the market. And, and Exelby makes a pretty strong point there that Robusto's got that little uh, irresistible wallet of Queensland two-year-old vibometer going on there. He looks to be Waller's top seed, I think. It's got it's got big step forward written all over it, doesn't it? So you can sit there and look at Robusto's figures from last start and go, yeah, it might be a little bit flattering, but he's just going to improve out of sight, isn't he? You would think so. She was a good mirror in the mile mark, wasn't she? She's clean. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there. You can look it up on the numbers, but you, you think correct. because he gets further into the carnival 1400 size in three weeks fortnight into the JJ that's I see he's an equal favourite for the JJ at this stage Robusto so he'll be running on but it sets a good standard Natuno he's not nominated for the JJ he'll go probably to the size presuming he runs well here and that'll be it for him Uh, but I will talk about this Philly Stroll she Won a pretty average race on debut, then backed up not too long later in in that race before the Magic Minions. Tends to be strong the week before the Magic Minions. This year, the runner-up then went and ran well in the Magic Minions, but it all came very quickly to her. They then put her away, and her latest trial, she was just all coiled up, ready to go. Um, they think that she's going to be a, a genuine miler as well, so a tough 1,200 first start, I think it. I'm just I'm have to have to back her. She's twelve thirteen dollars. Um, I think she'll run you a race there. Yeah, she came through that Phillies heat on the Gold Coast, which was much much faster than the Colts that day, wasn't it? Correct, correct, and that's the way it stacked up a week later in the actual the proper Magic Millions. Now, you could say it wasn't the strongest Magic Millions, but the fact is the winner there uh, when was probably unlucky in the Golden Slipper in terms of the way it turned out to be a very heavy track that day, and she had to do it first up on a track that's probably not to her liking. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to go with it as a reasonable form line. I thought Cool and Gatta ran out of her skin in the Golden Slipper. I thought it was a, had to be a, a push for that. Magic Millions form, if anything. I don't think you could possibly look at that and think it a, a negative for, for the yeah, Gold Yeah, and the runner-up runner up just mustn't, mustn't handle wet tracks because she was you know, disappointed both times we saw her through that, that autumn. But you know, her effort on the Gold Coast looked pretty good as well. So I just, you know, Natuno clearly allowed to be favourite and a dominant one at that, but um, at the bigger odds on I'm just happy to have something on the filly. No stable going better in Queensland at the moment. Uh, it's quite freaky, and they just keep placing them so well. They've got a great relationship with uh, Jamie Walder and the Proven Thoroughbreds team, and and that backing has helped them too. Like a lot of time up here, our trainers are running around with twenty, thirty thousand dollar yearlings, taking on you know your five hundred thousand dollar ones. So in this in this instance, Proven Thoroughbreds aimed up with Steve O'Day and Matt Hoisted spent four hundred and fifty thousand on a Schnitzel filly, and you know hopefully for them it's going to be a shrewd investment because. Um, you, know, you need to be spending dollars so that they don't come up short on breeding. And we, we see that a lot with our horses here. QDS is a great scheme because it um, you can buy a cheap horse and win lots of money on Saturdays, but when it comes to the better horses, you need a bit more substance behind you. And um, I say good luck to them for rolling the dice and, and, and splashing out. The interesting thing with the favourite, Natuno, if your team believe your eyes... I don't think you've seen anything beat him on the weekend. I mean, Ryan Maloney needed to go see the chiropractor after he won last time. He did. I'm interested in this. He beat pretty much a similar field to what Steady Ready beat 
um, in its win. Now, Steady Ready's come out last week, got rolled by XO Lady. I would say Natuno probably more impressive to the eye than Steady Ready, but both were sort of eased down at the end to do it pretty comfortably. So uh, I, I would say that he's entitled to beat them visually impressively because they're not much good. That's fair. Yeah. No, he was racing the clock. And he smashed yep. it. And he won. <laughs> yeah. He gave it a starting and a booting. Now, the uh, one of Sydney's old favourites, or not old favourites, but she's been costly to punters and has come up favourite again, April Rain. To me, mm. looks very well found for a horse who hasn't done a lot of winning. And her record, I think ratings-wise, she's I think she's been overrated a fair way throughout her career, really. Yeah, well, she's been beaten, what, five times as favourite since she last won a race, so that would support your um, argument on that front. Are you with her or am I? <laughs> I, I tell you what I am. I am and I'm pinned through this race. I'm a pinned through this race. I just think it's an average silk stocking. Um, the one runner that could have got me interested to try and have a play was Bonham, who didn't come up in the spring. Um, but I noted on that shrewd racing and sports database that you, you guys didn't really have that group one win back home rated all that high either. So maybe that's flattering to her to be a group one winner. But this is probably one of the, the weaker silk stockings that I've seen. But I mean, she's too, so bad in the, in the spring, you'd like to see her do something before backing her. But she's trialled okay. I just think it's a tricky race, a trap race, and happy to watch them go around. What about you? I think you're right that that was, I mean, group one winner is very, very flattering. Um, but it's still 104.5, like it's it's better than April Rain. That's for, for mm. sure. April Rain hasn't actually broken triple figures on time form scale. No. And yet, you're right, she's priced up as if she's a stakes filly. Um, we're yet to see, other than she runs for a pretty stable with a good jock and those nice colours. She looks like she, looks like she should be a stakes horse, but the, mm. the evidence on the track is um, is yet to... Yet to back that up. So Bonham's ahead of her. Yamakasi's actually the one that's got the biggest figure in there. Mm. And yep. on debut for Michael Costa. So. Hugh Bowman booked. It was isn't the one that interested me. Isn't strange on debut for Michael Costa? Isn't he going? Last Correct. Week run, this, is, this is uh, meant to be just about his – I think he's meant to start there mid to late May, so he's not leaving a lot of time. But, um, yes, and she trialled really good recently mm. back on April 19. She's had a couple of trials and was asked to do a bit more on the latest and she she certainly responded. She won this race last year with a leg in the air. I never had a peg as a real wet tracker, but it was a soft six last year. It was a, uh, you know, one of those sticky sort of wet tracks where it was starting to improve. So different kind of wet track to what we get tomorrow. And she gets up to 58 versus 56 and a half last year. But I agree. I think she's probably entirely the top pick. Well, she and Bonham are the only two I've got rated over 100. And yeah, as you say, she ran 105 to win it last year. Why wouldn't she run that again? Has she got the blinkers on again? Because I've got big peak there behind Count Darupi. Blinkers on last time. Blinkers on. I've got the gear chain. Gear chain says blinkers off. Mm, they might be keeping them up the sleeve for later in the prep. Oh dear, this is the race, guys. Later, <laughs> late announcement. Put them back on. Xenifer, <laughs> uh, you've got her a hundred plus, don't you? Let me check. Let me check. I tell you that you do. Um, she's a nice, consistent mare, doesn't win out of turn these days, but I think she'll run in a race fresh and she does handle wet ground. Yeah, that's being generous with a 20 to 1 falling into a place. Oh, okay. So you've got, got, got the asterisk next yeah, to it. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm reading off the A set. <laughs> right. We've probably given that race 
too much time. The yes. Gold Coast bracelet, Gypsy Goddess, big market turnaround with Gin Martini. Only just over a neck separated them in the Oaks, but it was four dollars versus a hundred to one. Are you reading much into that result, or? Yeah, look, before we go too deep into it, there's a good chance he might still come out of this race, Gypsy Goddess. David Van Dyke, he's already shown his hand with Orbison, scratching him. I believe if it comes up heavy, um, she'll be saved for another day. And there's two options. She can go the Rough Habit versus the boys next week and then go three weeks into the Oaks or wait for the Roses a week later and then go two weeks into the Oaks. So... Obviously, this race just changes complexion completely if she comes out. Um, my opinion at acceptance time was that Gin Martini was slightly generously priced. Um, but then what I want to back Gin Martini here is favourite if Gypsy Goddess comes out. I'm, I'm just not sure. She doesn't feel like a favourite, Gin Martini. No, I was almost more comfortable anything. having something on double figures. Yeah, I think if... If Gypsy Goddess comes out, I'd imagine Canadian Dancer will be favourite. Yeah. Even though it's yeah. on ratings, it's hard to suggest that. But she's just got a nicer profile and not 100 to 1 against her last start, which is the knock. And I think it was a really strongly run Oaks, wasn't it? Which she probably won't get here. It was a real test, that Oaks. Yeah. I know they won it. It was run and won on speed, but that's just because, you know, the horses behind them couldn't pick their legs up. Neither could they, yeah, to be honest. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think this actually suits. While the perform will jump off the page for Jim Martini, I doubt this is going to be her style of race. And Canadian Dancer, she slaughtered and bolted in at Ipswich, two back. And then good mm. winner last start, she's ticked the heavy track box. What was um, what was the wash-up with Mokalua out of that as well? She was hugely disappointing, wasn't she? Got a long way uh, back. Clary Connor's just adamant she's looking for, for firmer going. And... Um, she didn't get it there. The track, we, we we thought we were going to get a soft five that day, but then showers just kept rolling in, and they've ended up running that race on a heavy eight. And I, I think that's that's. The, the, I think it's a genuine excuse too. I think she just doesn't go. Like the, the the track looked. You can make that assessment of what it was at Mooney Valley the day. She was super impressive. She was rated five, but that run at Flemington through the carnival was on on good ground where they home in thirty three eight. So that's the opinion of the stable. She just desperately wants. Going. It's a fair swing market-wise. She started two ninety, and now she's twenty to one tomorrow. And if Gypsy Goddess comes out, it's almost the same race. Yeah, you're exactly right. So that's you know obviously there's a lot being made made of that wet track particular line of thinking. Um, she did put her away pretty well, though, didn't she? Mm, Canadian yeah. dancer might not be entirely the same race. Has stalking got a vibe with the jockey of the carnival, the man of the moment? James Your Orman man, yeah. Saddle. Yeah, you picked him out last week, got the job done in the kinnies. I think, I just, to me, it's got trap race written all over. Like Canadian dancer, she's really brilliant. So is she really the sort of horse that you think's going to win a slogging 1,800-metre race? I think she possibly becomes vulnerable, and that being the case, I just think it becomes really, really tricky. As you say, you've got stalking off the heavy track win last time. You've got dynasties off an encouraging enough run behind a star and, and smirk just a lightly raced improving wall of Philly. So, um, yeah. That's where I'm reaching. Trap, trap. And if I'm reaching to one from ten stalking, that probably tells you something about the race. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <That's> it. <laughs> Gets better. Let's, let's get enthusiastic now. Yeah. Now, the guineas, we made this horse. Our Bizarro, Prince of Boomies, 
almost into six to four. We couldn't possibly mark him that short. How did you read it? Exactly the same. Um, what a terrible shame that is. Yes, yes, yes. You're supposed to be on here to put up a strong home defence. <laughs> I'm not even going to do that in the, the last race. Um, I'm going to be on the same page as you guys and we'll talk about that shortly. I think he's been just average in his trials since um, we saw him win those two races. He won those two races against inferior opposition. Uh, he couldn't mat- He couldn't get past Ubiquitous in the trial and he's had a jump out since and uh, Rhapsody Rose matched strides with him in the jump out. This is panels tougher. I agree with you. It's just a question of which sort of state are we going to get. We're going to get the one that we saw in Melbourne and Sydney last spring or we're going to get the one that sets the clock alight in New Zealand. That Kiwi clock tends to run a little bit fast too, doesn't it? <laughs> Time moves differently over there. <laughs> it does. I shouldn't have said clock, but the form lines say that he's clearly the one to beat, don't they? Yeah. I mean, he's um, he was one of the best two-year-olds over there for mm. a long time, like a mm. historically significant two-year-old. And it was also, he had that beautiful, you know, handicappers love that beautiful hierarchy as well where the horse he smashed came out and smashed the other good one who smashed the other good one. So there was this beautiful, mm-hmm. obvious hierarchy of, of two-year-olds over there and he was at the top of it and looked fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah, I think the spring is just so easy to forgive because he came across here all guns blazing at the Golden Rose and had a setback and it didn't work and then he's ended up being rushed and then you look at the races he's got himself into, two of them against home yeah. affairs at warp speed. Um, yeah. You know, that was some sort of, you know, you don't want to be going into those half ready and, and off a setback. So I, I just think that mm. whole prep is so easy to forgive and I don't think he was, I mean, I've got him running over 100 in all of them anyway, so he wasn't as if he was completely non-competitive and hopeless. And then he's gone back yeah. and he's beaten that Imperatrice. She's won three since, three on the bounce since, including the group one where she beat Coventina Bay at Tarapa by panels. Mm-hmm. And he beat her in good figures and then beat that Babylon Berlin, which ties in with the new market form. So That's right. And the clock, you know, very generous in all of them. So he's just a good horse. His New Zealand ratings for me go 110, 113, 113, 112. I mean, mm-hmm. if he runs to that. Good night. Too good. I think. Um, just trust the snitzel to get through the ground? Yeah, I, I mean, that's just the big unknown, isn't it? That would be the big yeah. unknown. And I know the stable of um, have already suggested they're a little nervous. Okay, okay. What about the other Kiwi? I thought it was generously priced. Very interesting. More a miler. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, Dark Destroyer ran so well, looked an unlucky loser last week with not dissimilar form lines. Yeah. And not a dissimilar profile. So um, I was exactly the same. I saw him in there and I saw that price and I thought, wow, they've made a huge mistake here. And then I looked at it and thought, I suppose, 1200 off a, a longer break and mm. what have you. It was, it might just be a sucker. <laughs> you don't get paid yeah. for running a really nice race and setting himself up to win something in three weeks. Yeah. But, yeah. So he's a really interesting horse because I think he's priced outside horses there that I'll bet you he's better than. I was stunned when I saw the $26 kind of just sort of thing. Well, that can't be right. Mm. Um, you know, what have you got here? You've got those ones sort of – Zerastro has been a massive disappointment so far this prep. Zephus, who's been solid enough, but might have found their mark. So there's just them against the locals. Yeah, there's not – you're right. There's not a lot to, to go reaching for. I mean, if we've if you've already got to the name Zerastro – <laughs> There's not a lot going on, is there? I mean, he's 
We talk about April Rain. I mean, he fits. The, he's got the pretty colours of, you know, they're winning group races all around the world for Aidan O'Brien and Co. And Minx Moment looked nice last week, but he's a pretty set of jockey silks and nothing else, is he? He won a one goer on a hot rail at Rose Hill. Mm. He's, mm, mm. There's no evidence that he's fast at all. You tried well behind Rocketeer as a two-year-old. Oh, well, well then. The interesting thing, looking back at the history of the Guineas, so three horses since 2000 have gone in, rated 117 or higher on their last start, and they've all won. So take down in 2016, El Cambio in 2008, and Gold Edition in 2007. So sort of state bringing that last start rating time form 117. It's very Yeah, I love that. I love that stat. It's mm. a huge stat, isn't it? Huge. Sorry, when I was rattling off those numbers before, I'm talking twat ratings. Yeah, these are Adam's special ratings that he, you know. <laughs> trademark tap twat ratings. Yeah, there is twat ratings, but time form scale, he would be mm-hmm. very hard to beat looking back at the history of the race. Not many bring a higher last start rating into this, if any. Gold edition, the only one. So Both he, uh, Sport sort of State and Meritable, both hold noms for the Stradbroke, as do quite a few others here. Um, based on what, based on that 117, he'd be a genuine Stradbroke horse, I would imagine, down on the weights uh, against the older horses. Have to be. Yeah, yeah he mm. would, um, he'd belong in there. In fact, you're probably right. They probably both do to some extent. Whether Meritable mm. might want, um, he might be a Sunshine Coast Guineas or a, what's the, they've flicked everything around. So the Gun Sind is now later, isn't it? And that's, so the that Gunsind the is on the – that's right. Ayrton won the Gunsind last year. The, yeah. the Gunsind's now run on Stradbroke Day. Pretty much he just swapped with the Queensland Guineas. So the Queensland Guineas went to the front of the carnival. Gunsind went back to Stradbroke Day. And then you can go one, two, three weeks into the Group 3 Winx Guineas, uh, as it's known now at the Sunshine Coast. But there's a Fred Best Classic at 1,400 on the Kingston Smith Cup Day. So that's three weeks away. That's where a lot of these horses will go to try and you win that, you get in the straight break. Yeah, okay. So is there any anti-post betting up for the Gunsin Classic? Unfortunately, not. <laughs> These bookmakers are hopeless. <laughs> All the bets we want to have, and they won't put them up. Give us $26 meritable in the Gunsin. Give the punters something they're actually interested in. <laughs> All right, we're on the unity ticket there. We are. He looks very hard to beat, given we... Not really keen on the favourite whatsoever. The mm. Hollandale Stakes one favourite you are keen on. Zaki obviously picks himself. A few nice horses mm. around him, but at weight for age, he should have these covered fairly comfortably, you'd think? You'd hope so. I put it on the column yesterday saying, I think you'll start south of $1.50. What are your thoughts on that? I read that and thought you made a compelling case. I mean, it's, it seems all <laughs> very you. logical, doesn't it? I don't see why he wouldn't. Hmm. Hmm. You know, if he starts a dollar twenty or dollar eighteen in a, an Underwood versus Probabil, um, he's entitled to start short than one sixty five versus Ayrton. I think I think Ayrton's a really interesting runner, um, but he's he's coming off a win of the limit weight in the Group Three handicap. What I did find interesting with Ayrton is that no nomination for the Stradbroke, so they're just chips in on this this um, middle distance campaign this time around. Yeah. I was sort of hoping he might be a Dennis Singer type. Um, you guys are probably too young for that, but in '96, Lee Friedman ran Dennis Singer in the Hollandale. He went terribly. So rather than press on a doom and carp, he just freshen him up, gets into a Stradbroke versus Hariba and Cohen blows him away. That's that's where I sort of thought I saw Ayrton this this time around. Okay, beautiful, go eighteen hundred, then just wait, 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 and nice and fresh fourteen hundred. But 
no nom for that and sort of numbing for the Q22 on the same day. It is interesting. It is interesting they're going that way. Um, but it's some sort of test for him tomorrow. I mean, it's great to see him race Zaki tomorrow, actually, because my... I, I wanted to say knock. It's not a knock. I don't have an issue with it, but my... Let's call it an issue. Is that he runs the same rating every... He ran the same rating, this huge, big, fast rating at his second start. And it was mm. like, wow, this is, okay, this could go anywhere. And it's gone mm. to the same place over and over and over again. Right. Which is a good place, but mm. it, it's not a Zaki place. And it's no. It's probably not going to win him a Dooman Cup. It's not that sort of place. So it's, Zaki's sort but of the one now where yeah. Zaki got to draw the best out of him. and say, okay, well, you know, you're not yeah. going to be able to win here running 110. You're going to have to come with me and run 120 and up. So, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Keep chasing, and let's let's see what's really there. I mean, he did a terrific job to be back at that level, off the spider bite, and a yeah. two hundred seventeen day spell to turn up and do it again. I mean, he's done some seriously impressive things in, and that is, yeah. Even though it's a, you could say it's a scratchy bit of form. It um, to do it in that scenario and to to be back again at that level mm. is is great. But I really want to see whether. And if you can stick, it just opens up so many more options, doesn't it? Um, in the spring, you know, you have a yeah. crack at some of those those other races, um, as opposed to the miles, which tend to be super competitive all the time. Yeah. Oh, if you can hang on to Zaki's tail, yeah. There's all of a sudden there's not a race in the country that you wouldn't have a look at. Yeah, that's right. Do you give Polly Gray any chance? It'd have to be a fifteen, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean the race would have to fall to bits. I reckon she's as as good a chance as. Huerta, surely. Well, yeah, the race would have to fall to bits. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about. <laughs> so, favourite out? You, you you think Polly Gray's second pick or third pick? I could have a second pick, yeah, for sure. Is mm. there a market out top New Zealand mare? Who you want to back? Surely they're betting that. Well, I wouldn't. You, I'd back Coventina Bay to beat Polly Gray as the top Kiwi mare. Okay, be a good jewel. What are these yeah, bookmakers yeah. doing? They got these prices up on Tuesday. What do they do for the next four days? Price some of this stuff up for us, will you? I mean, they saved you, they saved your money with the bull this week. You were ready to launch into Simon Wild top trainer. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to lay Lindsay. How did he? How did that actually go? He ended up training three quarters of the card on the last day. Yeah, yeah well, you would have been, you would have cashed out after day one though, and been mm. well in front. I'm a big cash out man. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I said Simon Wild. You wanted to back Tom Dabney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't no. have a win oh, until the last. Yeah, 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 no, I um, He just I spent the whole week there. hitting the crossbar. So we're team out and standing out in the quaddy. Zaki, geez, you're going well. I am going poorly, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. So we're standing out and out in the quaddy now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think Coventina Bay will run well in that. Okay. And I hope she does because she'll be interesting for the carnival ahead as well. It's yeah, nice that the Kiwis have a bit of success to keep them coming, you know. I think there's a plane load of about 30 of them that arrived Thursday week ago. So um, we've missed out on the last couple of years with COVID. So good to see them back. And you know, they've got such a rich history here at this carnival. And yeah. I'll often come here and then spring off to something nice in the spring. Yeah. I think they really, I think they're an important part of it. Myself. Mm. There you go. And I think they get a little bit undersold. They have a positive record. So there yeah. you go. Have you got us one in the blast out? I do. I'm looking now to see how how much it's shortened. It was forty one dollars. Uh, more Sundays. Now you've got Orbison's come out here. The other favourite shooting for gold, who's now three dollars with Orbison out. Unknown on anything worse than a five. So I've got a sneaky suspicion they've dodged the wet tracks to this point. 
then you get Salatine, who's now shortened up noticeably. She was $10. I think she was 10 to five fifty with Orbison in. Now she's four twenty. So I think she's probably top pick because she's a heavy 10 winner and she's trialled up nicely. But at the Gold Coast, these races can tend to become absolute lotteries and this will be really messy by the last year after they've carpeted up. It'll be a paddock. And... This guy's going really well. He came from nowhere to win two starts back when, obviously, they walked home. Then he had the 60 and a half, and he was ridden closer, and he made his run at the 200. I thought, look, he's going to do this again. Then he peaked. He was a slow part of the track that day. So clearly, he handles wet ground. I noticed on your time form ratings that he's not too far away from where he needs to be against these. So $20 plus, I'm having something on him to win the last. That seems like a good shove. The silence there for a moment. I was, I was, I was being kind. <laughs> We've just walked away. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> just rubbish. Just let him, go. let him go and we'll come back in a minute. <laughs> My only little niggle with that, I was surprised they run him on the heavy track last start because I'm sure Sam Kavanagh said he doesn't go in the wet. But then he's gone up to Brisbane and ran really well. So maybe they've shelved that idea. But agree, on the numbers, he has to be a chance. There's no reason he shouldn't handle the wet, is there? The mum was very good in it. And like, I just I thought the last run on the heavy ground, where it was in the slower part of the track, he got through it just fine. It was just once he got there, um, the, the three place getters in that race was second last, third last, second last, and last in the run. And he was just ended up being too close after he sat out the back of his previous run to win. Well, he's twenty three dollars, so you can poke plenty of holes in him. Yeah. But I'm um, happy to have something on. Yeah, you can afford to get that one wrong. Twenty-two mm. times you can, and the good thing, yeah. Nath, what's the uh, what's the X? All right, we'll defer to you guys again. I think I like horses that are in races where they're better than, and I'm going to play Sabak in the first race here. First up off the plane for Annabelle Nisham, two really nice trials in Sydney. Finished alongside Counter Rupee in the first trial, and he was made to find the line in his latest. Uh, he finds himself first up in Australia in a really, really average benchmark 78. McDonald booked to ride. I just think it looks a case of, uh, you're better than these. Uh, this is a nice little starting point. I'm just scrambling for my form guide for the first now. What is he even talking about? Well, I can tell you he's the top-rated time form horse in the race, so that, wow. there's a starting point for you. Nothing more needs to be said. So I used, I used the Bible as a, as a reference for that and then piece together a little bit more knowing that the ones that he's opposed to aren't much good. So yeah, I mean, he's going to make his mark. This is doing a form by the horse. negative is a, um, is a good way to go about it, I find. <laughs> Removing rather than adding. <laughs> if all of these can't win, what's left? That's it. That's it. So, oh, it does have nice numbers there. Mm. Confirmation. Very interesting. Very interesting. There we go. Was there any good early so give shot? him strength. Uh, my, my suspicion on this one is drawn ugly out, so map, mappers will not like him, look, look ugly on the map. I think you'll get better than what's there at the moment. I think it was 260 at 280. I think you get $3 plus. Beautiful.